This podcast is brought to you by Two More Reps Coffee Beans. Get your two more reps with this natural pre-workout. Buy your bag at twomoreps.com.au. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today I have another amazing guest. Katrina has undergone weight loss surgery, not once, but twice. And she's going to share her story on the podcast today. It's an amazing story because um, even, and I put my hand up included in this, um, is that, you know, there's many people out there that have mixed ideas about what weight loss surgery is. There's a lot of misconception out there, a lot of incorrect information, and a lot of stigma, and a lot of negative stigma for that matter, um, regarding weight loss surgery and its point in the health and fitness industry, its relevance. Um, so Katrina's going to share her story, her experiences, her pros, her cons, um, why she started it, and where she is now. And this is an amazing story by an amazing person. And you can tell by the tone in her voice and the conviction in her story that she is by no means done on her health and fitness journey. Far from it. She's got big plans for the future, and I am very much in the front seat to watch that unfold. So without further ado, let's get on with the podcast and share Katrina's story. Okay, Katrina McCubbin, welcome. How are you going? I'm doing really, really, really well. How are you? Really, really, really well. I like that. <laughs> That's excellent. Well, I've just come back from 14 weeks of not being able to train, so I'm quite happy to be back in the training space. How how has that been? Just oh, so we'll go on a bit of a tangent here. How how has that been? Like the from was it was it challenge? Obviously, we'll elaborate a little bit, but was it challenging yep. not being able to train because you are so used to training? Yeah, it was hell. Yeah. So you get into a routine, right, and you get that routine taken away from you and you don't have control over it. Mm. It's re- Yeah, it's tough. It's tough mentally. Yeah, absolutely. Did you find, um, not only mentally, but what about physically, like energy-wise, did you, did you suffer from a lot of lethargy and things like that? Yeah, I got to the point where, because I was recovering from some surgery, yep. so I had to rest somewhat, but even yep. when I was starting to feel better again, not being able to train, yeah, you got to, I felt like a couch potato. I could imagine, um, yeah. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. And you do get into a bit of a rut with it, right? You just you just sort of get used to sitting in the lounge all the time. Yes. Yeah, well, that's true because <laughs> it was such a long period of time, I suppose. The yeah. habit and routine of training got reversed into not training. So did, did you then have trouble getting back into training again? Or was it, nah. I need to go? I need to go, yeah. As soon yeah. as I got the clearance from my doctor, I was like, the next day I was there. Yeah, and I right. think I pushed out three like I've had to take it a bit easy but you know I started with three sessions a week with plus my PT so I was pretty much straight back into it let's not beat around the bush (laughs) how good well the the point of obviously getting you on here was to talk about your story and it's a lengthy one so obviously (laughs) we'll go back to the very beginning if we can Um, Mm. but for anyone listening to sort of give them a little bit of a breakdown why don't you talk about um, you know, the, the original surgery, and we're talking about obviously weight loss surgery, but I'll get you to talk about the specifics and yeah, okay. um, the reasoning behind it. And, and maybe if you could elaborate on the process too, the consultation and, and things like that, because I understand and I don't know a lot about it. There is a fairly lengthy process before you actually go in for the surgery, isn't there? Yeah, there is. 
Um, yeah, righto. Well, look, my it's a long story. I have struggled with my weight probably since I was a teen. Okay. Um, it's just it's something that's always been an issue and it really probably started to spiral out of control after I sort of hit 18, 19. I stopped playing sport. I was legal to go night clubbing and drinking and partying and I did all that sort of stuff. Anyway, it sort of did spiral a little bit out of control. Um, I managed to um, control it or contain it and lose some weight before we got married. So Jason and I got married in 2004. Oh. Um but straight from doing that, I lost about 30 kilos for our wedding, which wow. was awesome. Yeah. Um, but the consequence of that was uh, we fell pregnant on our honeymoon and we had a honeymoon baby. <laughs> so I went from training for the wedding and getting myself in shape for the wedding to nothing because wow. I was I didn't want to jeopardise anything to do with a pregnancy, you know, first time mum. Yep. So I stopped. I stopped. Um, yeah, so then I we decided to pump out two kids and – with a 17-month age gap, so what? it was quick. Yep. Um, and I got to about 2007, and I had two littlies, was feeling awful. Um, we had moved up to the Sunshine Coast. I was a stay-at-home mum for a little bit, and I just felt awful. Mm. I my, my weight was ballooning. I didn't feel great. I didn't look great. Um, I was tired, and I was really worried about how I was going to keep up with my kids. So, yep. you know, I've got two boys. They're yep. active. Yep. And I just wanted to be the best version of myself, to be the best version of a mum for them and, you know, all the rest of it. Anyway, long story short, uh, saw a specialist up here on the coast. Um, we went down the gastric uh, lap band path. Okay. So, and back then, and that was in, I had that surgery in 2008. So back then, that was the gold class. That was what everybody recommended. Um, I had tried diets, nothing was working, and I just felt like I needed help, like I needed another avenue. So, you know, part of going into that sort of surgery, they make you see an exercise physiologist to help you work out what you will do afterwards and things like that. Um, sometimes they get you to see a psychologist mm -hmm. just to talk through the mental place where you're at. Um, they also really dive into what your nutrition habits are because you, they've got to determine if you're a candidate for the surgery. They're oh, okay. obviously not going to do surgery on, they don't do it on everybody. They do say no to people. Right. Um, because you've got, they've got to be in the right headspace. It's a waste of time if you're not going to stop the bad eating habits. Yep. Um, because, you know, with anything in the weight loss scenario, um, you've got to change your habits and yep. you've got to be mentally ready. So if you're not going to change that and you're still going to eat what we call slider foods, it's not going to work. So you can mm. go through the surgery, but in 12 months' time, you're going to be back. To where you started so sure. so in 2008 i had the lap band so what the lap band was is really it's um pretty non-invasive it's keyhole surgery and they put like a little ring around your stomach mm. so it's a little ring that goes around your stomach um essentially what it does is it slows down the entry of food into the main part of the stomach now when they put that ring around it they put like a little port which is like a little it's probably the size of a 50 cent piece into your tummy and they can inject fluid into that, and that tightens that ring around your belly. Right. And so that is the level of restriction for food. So when you first come out of that surgery, you're really restricted with what you can eat and how much. So you're on fluid diets and stuff like that, and it's really minuscule amounts of fluid to start right. with um, because, you know, your insides have been through trauma, so it takes yeah, that yeah, little yeah. time to heal. 
And back then, like I said, it was the gold star of weight loss surgery. Mm -hmm. But what they don't tell you in that scenario is that there's certain things that you just can't eat when you've got a lap band. So it does restrict the food you can eat. So for me, I couldn't eat steak. Oh, wow. Really? I couldn't, could, yeah. Because it, it couldn't, you couldn't get it through the band. It was too dry. So God. if I tried to eat steak, and I'm a protein person, like, sure. um, yeah, I would vomit. I'd bring oh. up. I just yeah. I had to be really careful because it was too dry. So if there was things that I couldn't eat. Mm. Um, and then you've got your slider foods that you're not supposed to eat. So things like mashed potato and um, ice break, ice coffee, like that sort of stuff, which is really high in calories but not nutritionally good. Yes. So you stop eating your good stuff and you start eating the bad shit, right? Because yep. you yep. just you're hungry. The other thing I couldn't eat well in with the lap band was salad. Right. So you know lettuce and just that sort of stuff. It was really hard for me to digest it. I couldn't eat oh. it. So. Yeah, I would go apart. I'd go through my days like one, like being really careful about what I ate because I was too scared I was going to vomit. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so I ended up having all the fluid taken out, and I had the like band in. So look, initially, I probably lost. I lost about. It's not much because I was quite heavy when I had that done. Um, I lost about twenty kilos, and it came off quite easily. But then it stopped. Like it right. just it stopped. Yep. So um, was that was that in a short space of time? Given how much you couldn't eat. Yeah, it was it was under twelve months. Look, it was a long time ago now, so I yeah. can't actually remember. Yeah. Okay. How much? Um. But yeah, so I did have that. So I lost probably twenty kilos. I mean, I felt better, but I was nowhere near what I expected I would lose having mm -hmm. had that sort of surgery. Um. So the lap band stayed in. Like I just, I just. I learned to live with it, probably. Right. That's the best way to say it. So it can um, come out if it, if it needs to, if it becomes too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of my big things with having the surgeries I've had is that I was really, I had a real aversion to having any surgery that removed part of my insides. Mm -hmm. So I wanted something that was reversible. Okay. So that was another thing for me with the lap band that, was, that I liked because I knew that if it didn't work, you just take it out sort of thing. Okay. Um, so I had the lap band in and I didn't have that taken out until 2016. Okay. But between putting it in and taking it out, like I lost that initial 20, but I probably put on 40. Wow. Okay. So you know, while so, you had it on? Yep. Is that right? Even though you were yeah. restricted in terms of your intake yep. because of the food choices you could only have? Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, you know, I had things like, happen in that period of time we had some trauma stuff happen around us in about 2012 so that sort of started when I went through that with Jason um I went into a really dark place with my mental health and things like that yep for a couple of years so um coming out the other side of that was when I started in about 2016 deciding that I needed to do something I felt awful Mm -hmm. Like I was back to that place again. I, it was like a roller coaster. I was back on this roller coaster again. Yep. And I knew, like my kids were a bit older, I didn't feel like I needed to be as dependent with them. Like they didn't need me as much. And I, because I really struggled for me as a mum, I struggled to give up my their time with me for mm -hmm. myself. Yep. My focus was always to be a mum, right? And of course. I took a back seat, massively took a back seat. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. But I got to them, the kids were a bit older, 
And I just, I knew that it was time, like I was ready. I wanted to change. I wanted something to happen and I needed help again. Um, diets haven't worked for me. And it's funny because I've got the diagnosis later on of everything else that's happened that makes sense with all of this history stuff now. Yes. Um, yeah, so in 2016, I had to lap band out. I saw the same surgeon. Okay. Um, he is renowned on the coast. He's been around for a long time. Went back to him. We talked through my history. And so we made the decision to convert me from the lap band. Um, and I went in and I had gastric bypass surgery. Right. So what is that? Yeah, so there's two options at the moment that are the gold sticker ones. Uh, you can have uh, gastric sleeve or gastric bypass. So gastric sleeve is where they literally cut three quarters of your stomach out. Wow. And you're and you're left with about the size of a banana. And okay. that's your um and they will still that's I think that's it. I'm not medical, so don't quote me on all this stuff. But when it comes to gastric sleeve, it's still very common. They do do those surgeries. It can be quite successful, but for somebody that had might have had previous uh, weight loss surgery that wasn't successful, they will often refer you to gastric bypass. So gastric bypass, it still reduces the size of your stomach, but they don't cut anything away. So technically it's reversible. Okay. But what they do is they um, make some changes to the way the stomach and your small intestine absorb food. So they bypass the majority of your stomach into your um, small intestine. So what? what it does is, though, I mean, there's issues with everything. So you've got a small stomach. You've got a small bypass into your intestine. Mm -hmm. um, but it, And so, again, it restricts what your limits are and how much you can eat and what you can eat and drink. Um, so there's risks of malnutrition. Um, things like taking vitamins and mineral supplements are something you have to do and you have to keep up, you know, blood work to make sure that you're okay. Yep. Um, but what the difference is for me between the, the lap band that I had and the bypass is that I'm not restricted with the types of food I can eat right. in the sense that I can eat steak and I can eat salad, like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, there's different things now that I've got to be really careful of. So, um, so for me now, things like things that are high in fat, mm -hmm. got to be really careful with that sort of stuff um, because it causes dumping and diarrhea and you know all that fun sure. stuff. So, yep. Yeah. So it changed. There's still restriction, and I'm still um, really restricted on amounts depending on what it is and portion sizes. Um, yeah, so it's different, but this has worked much better for me. Okay. Um, and like anything, it's a tool, right? So I know that some of the talk, you know, amongst people about weight loss surgery is it's a quick fix. Fuck me, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a tip. It is, for some people, yeah, it is. And go them. But for me, I absolutely have to work for every fucking kilo that I've lost. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't found it easy. Like mm -hmm. the first, I probably lost, again, the first 20 kilos, 25 kilos were textbook. Okay. But then my body just goes, you know what, girlfriend, you're not going to get this easy. Like you're going to have to work for it. Absolutely, yeah. Wow. So I've watched, I've watched people have the same surgery. I was in a, you know, a Facebook group with people that had this surgery in the same month. Yep. And I watched them drop 
50 and 60 kilos in six months. Wow. Which is probably not healthy, right? And that's no. a different story. Yes. But you see them and you, they get to their goal weight and I'm like, I hate you. Like, <laughs> I actually, <laughs> so, you know, so I've had the bypass. Um, my, I actually don't have to regularly take specific vitamins and stuff anymore because my nutrition is keeping all of that stuff above board. So all okay. my blood work that I have every six months, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's where I did. I had that. Um, it took me about six months to recover from that surgery. Like I took my time. Like I really followed all the instructions. Yep. And I spent that first six months focusing on my food. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. And it wasn't until after that point that I – and I dropped a, a considerable amount of weight, right? Mm-hmm. But, and I felt like I could walk into a gym after that point. So, okay. yeah, I took six months and then, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the the original surgery was keyhole. Was this invasive? Yeah. No, it was keyhole. It was keyhole too. Okay. Yeah. Well, I had to. I actually had to have two. So they took the lap band out, Mm -hmm. and then I had to wait three months, and then I had the bypass. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So and they're the they're the the, they're the principal types of surgery, aren't they? The three that you've mentioned. Um, yeah. It all yep. comes down to the individual and their circumstances, their lifestyle, and obviously what they yep. want to achieve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then what the surgeon recommends. Like, ideally, you've got to go with what they. Of course. It's going to work best for you. You're never going to get a hundred percent. I think they work on again. Don't quote me. I think if they work on about the premise of a seventy percent success rate, if you've lost, sorry, seventy percent of what you should be losing. Yes, I get. And, yep. Yep. Yeah. So. For me, with my bypass, they consider me a success, whereas I... Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that. I found it interesting, though, that they, they do say no to people. That's that's fascinating, you know, given, yeah. you know, the the, the the cost of the surgery and, and, you know, all those sorts of things. Mm. I would have assumed it would have just been accepted, but I guess by asking the questions, you have to go and see the psychologist and do all these bits and pieces, you know, they might deem you not yeah. ready to do it. Yeah, and they, I've heard of people where it's happened and they've had to go and see psychologists for six months and right. sessions okay. and just get their mindset ready. Yep. Um, you know, you've got people that they ask them to lose some weight first. Um, one of the big things around having this surgery is fatty liver. So they'll uh, they'll get you to go on a really um, like a special diet yep. to try and drop some of the fat from around your liver and things like that because they've got to move organs to do this. Surgery. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, Did you find... Um... Post-surgery, particularly the first time, in terms of the hunger and, and just the change in, in what you could eat, was that really challenging? You're not hungry. It's, a, it's really strange. Yeah, you're just, you're just not hungry. Yeah, really. I, you struggle at the beginning. Like at the beginning for the first week or so, you're literally just on fluids. Okay, yep. So, yeah, you're not hungry and you gradually introduce, they put you on phases. So you'll start off on a liquid and then it will be like a puree phase where you've literally got to vitamise your food. Right. And then you go into soft food and then you'll eventually work your way back up into normal food. Yeah, okay. Holy yeah. smokes. Wow. Okay. Um. So you've identified that... Oh, I can't hear you, Paul. Oh, sorry. Did I drop out? Can you okay. hear me now? Yep, you're there. Yep, okay. So did you... Um. You, you've just stated that you aren't... You don't deem your surgery successful, even though the surgeons haven't. Can I ask why? I probably I, look. The surgery was successful. Yeah. Probably bad wording. Okay. I'm not where I thought I would be. Okay. I'm not where I thought I 
want, I'm not where I wanted to be. Yep. I'm not where I thought I would be. I follow, like I've followed everything textbook. Okay. Was, I um, got to where I thought. Was that an assumption based on what you perceived the results to be or was it something based on what the surgeon said, look, you're going to lose potentially this much weight or how did that work? They, well, my surgeon is not very good with making that sort of commitment with a number because okay. you can't predict that sort of thing, right? Sure. But for me, and I had to be realistic, I knew I was never going to be 60 kilos, mm-hmm. for example. Like I was, you know, I'm in my 40s. Not for much longer, but I'm still there. <laughs> Just a number, <laughs> but, Katrina. You know, I know, right? Um, but, you know, I I had to be realistic. So I even set myself a realistic expectation of, you know, not perfection, mm. that progress for me. Yep. Um, and I still haven't got there, but I haven't fucking given up yet. No, I know that. <laughs> I know that. Oh, dear. So fast forward to mm. the last 24 months, I think. Do you want to take us yep. through through what's been happening more recently? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I started, um, like I've been working with Kelly for yep. a couple of years now. So mm-hmm. she is my golden girl. She, we were struggling a little bit with um, my weight loss. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty intense in my strength training now. So it's something I never thought that I would love. Yep. But here we are and I do. I've found it's my thing. What are you pressing on a leg press these days? <laughs> um. About 340. <laughs> You'd outlift some guys, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I did that deadlift workshop with you, remember? And That's right. You had me on the little 60 deadlifts. I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's warm I want to play with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so Cal and I were working together. You know, she helps me with my nutrition. Um, and I have, was following that to the T, did some challenges with her, all the rest of it, but you know, whilst I was dropping some weight, it just wasn't making sense mm. for both of us. Um, Kel actually did some research, and I've really struggled with my thighs. Mm-hmm. So my thighs were my biggest issue area because I, it, and it's happened historically, whenever I've lost weight, it hasn't moved much in my thigh area and mm-hmm. around my hips and stuff. So that's where I carry my most weight now. So anyway, Kel did some research. And she came to me this day. She's like, Katrina, I reckon you need to go and talk to a doctor about lipedema. Okay. And that not, was not really something. I had heard of it, but I hadn't really, it hadn't entered my head as a thought. So, um, yes, yeah, so I did. And um, I went and saw a doctor about it. I had a consultation over the phone, went down to Brisbane, and I got diagnosed with lipedema in 2021. Uh, so what is that exactly? Yeah, so lipedema, it's like, um, it's like, a, it's well, it's not like, it is a chronic or medical condition. Mm-hmm. Um, it's related to fat deposition in your body. Right. Um, it's not widely diagnosed, sorry, it's widely diagnosed but not very well known. Okay. In Australia. So it's recognised by the World Health Organisation, but it's not recognised by Medicare. So yeah. any treatment for this is not covered. So what it is is, so when for for normal people in the world, it's like your excess fat is stored in your like intra-abdominal fat stores. Mm -hmm. When you've got lipedema, it's basically reversed. So it's like a symmetrical buildup of abnormal fat cells that that contains um, fluid in the fat. Mm -hmm. And it's normally around um, your limbs or your abdominal area. Right. It's only women that seem to have it. Right. 
Um, so it's this abnormal fat buildup, mm-hmm. and it causes pain. It causes swelling. Um, you bruise easily, and it's got an unusual texture. So depending on what stage of it you have, it's like you can feel peas under your skin. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's like nodules. You can feel it under your skin. Yeah. Um, and and the worst part about it is this sort of fat, this lipedema fat, you can't exercise it or diet it away. Oh no, right, really? Yeah, wow. So finding that out, like it was the day I had the consult in Brisbane, mm. I knew that I was either going to come home happy or sad, but it was always going to be sad because I was either going to find out I didn't have it and I still didn't have a reason why I couldn't shift this way. Of course. Which was going to just floor me. Mm. Or I was going to come home with a diagnosis knowing it didn't matter what I did, I couldn't do anything to change it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately... I came home knowing that I had been diagnosed with it and the only options I got, um, there's some conservative management you can do with it. So you can uh-huh. wear specialised compression tights and things like that, which I got. Um, you can use like the vibration plates and this is oh, to help yeah. move the fluid around and shift the lymphatic movement of your fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do things like that, MLD massage, um, manual lymphatic drainage yep, massage. yep, yep. But ultimately, this is just all to soften the fat cells mm-hmm. and move the move the fluid. Ultimately, there's a specialised surgery you can get um, where they have to use special um, liposuction techniques and it's water-based to remove the fat and to preserve your limbs and everything else sitting underneath. Um, I've been quoted two to three surgeries. Right. Wow. Surgeries. Surgeries are between twenty and thirty thousand dollars each. Ouch! Ouch! Yeah, I cried. I cried all the way home that day. Oh, I, I could imagine. Calling Kel, remember calling Kelly in the car, and I was just, yeah, it was heartbreaking because yeah. I knew that, you know, all the hard work that I'd put in over the years, mm-hmm. and you know, I've really changed my lifestyle immensely since yep. gastric bypass surgery. Like I'm a completely different human being. Yep. Um, and knowing that, you know, there was nothing more I could do, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was soul-destroying. That's heartbreaking, so yeah. It has been heartbreaking because the lipedema, like it made so much sense though because I'd had all of this stuff happen over the years and struggling with my weight mm. and suddenly it all fucking made sense. Yep. Because I've always struggled with high-carby stuff. So, yep. And this was part of the issue when Cal and I were together talking about nutrition, like, you know, part of strength training is you're going to need your carbs because you need that fuel to burn yeah, yeah, yeah. when you do your lifting. So, you know, when I first started um, with you and Kelly, it was like, you need to eat more carbs. And I was like, oh, I don't like carbs. Yeah. So we, but I did. Like, I trusted the process. Sure. And my carbs came up. But when my carbs were increasing in my nutrition, so was my weight. Yeah. And it didn't make sense until we got the diagnosis. So. Wow. Yeah, so Kel was my angel because without her doing this research mm. and pushing me for that, we wouldn't have known. Well, you wouldn't have looked for it, would you? Like you said, it's not that common. Wow. No, no. So, you know, so I've at the moment I've got some of the conservative stuff sitting in the background, mm-hmm. um, but I just shifted my focus back to my training um, and because I'd still lost a shitload of weight, like yep. I've still done really, really well. Um, so I focused and just got to myself to a place where I was ready to have some plastic surgery to remove excess skin. So I've done that now. And then so over the next eight and to two years, I'll probably change my mindset back and see what we can do about the lipidema. 
Okay. Are you going to do any of the um, the other um, modalities that they mentioned, like the vibration stuff and lymphatic yeah. and give that yeah, all Yeah, so funnily enough, I'm sitting under my desk. I have one of the vibration plates. <laughs> cool. Because I can sit at work and I can – Yep. because I work from home. So sure. I can sit at home and I can use it a couple of times a day just okay. to move. Yeah, so I've got that. I had the specialised compression stuff made. Yep. Um, I don't wear it as much – I don't wear it like I should, and that's I just it was too much to process for me at the time. Sure. So that's I've got that there. I did do a couple of massages. You can actually buy a machine that does the NLD massage for you. Oh right. So yeah, so I'm looking at maybe trying to get my hands on one of those in the next twelve months. Um, okay. They're about three thousand dollars. So yeah, right. And then that will save me that. So trying to do this conservative stuff and see where I go. Yep. Um, it's not going to be a miracle cure, but if I can do all this stuff in the background, ready to potentially do some surgery down the track. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So with the the lipidemia, lipidema, um, it was it was there any correlation between that and your original surgeries, or was this something that was boiling away in the background um, all along? Yeah, and when I look back at photos and stuff, I've probably had it since my early twenties. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah right. When yeah. I look at photos, especially my legs and stuff, I've always struggled with my legs and my hips yep. and stuff. Yeah, when I look back now, 100%, it's been yeah, there. Right. Been and then back there. then, they probably didn't even have a diagnosis for it. No. No. So it's no. obviously relatively new. Wow. Okay. So it's, it's shit, but it yep. is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a, <laughs> it's a shit is what it is. The um, hard part for me is, though, I don't look like how I train. Yeah, oh, I, I I do agree with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which which would be very frustrating. Like, with that in mind, do you have um, m- m- mentally struggling days in relation to everything that you've been through now up to this point? You know, you're strong, you're committed, you're not giving up. But at the same time, is there moments in time where you just go, "Fucking hell, why do I bother?" You know what I mean? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Yep. I yeah, I do. I look in the mirror sometimes and I'm like, you know what, I don't, like I just said, I don't look like for all the effort I put in, mm. why can't I look like everybody else that trains yep. and goes to the gym and yep. eats what I eat and lifts what I lift, like, fuck, mm. honestly. And then I have other days and I'm like, you know, why do I bother? But mm. you know what, it, I've got that, but then I have the other side of my brain come in and say, you know what, what's the alternative? Yeah. Because I'm not going backwards. No. Um, and I actually like the person I am now with what I do. Like I'm not perfect with food all the time, mm-hmm. um, especially if I'm in a bit of a roller coaster. Yep. Um, but for the majority of it, I am like what Kelly tells me to eat, I'm eating. Excellent. Um, and what she tells me to train, I train. So, yep. you know, you don't change your lifestyle just to give up because it gets a bit hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. And one day I will... I have to just get to a point, right, where I have to be okay with yes. whatever the outcome is. I'm fit, I'm healthy, I'm strong. Like I've changed so many things about, you know, my lifestyle that, yep. you know, it doesn't matter visually. I have to look at all the other things that have happened and the progress that I've made. That's a fantastic perspective to have. That's really good. Really, I need really to good. remind. Can you remind me of that next time? I'm yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll snap and edit that little section and, and send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> you have it as a ringtone. Um, <laughs> can I ask about the um, the excess skin surgery? So was yeah. that a um, product of your um, lap band surgery or the weight loss surgeries? Yes. And is yeah. it because you lost a lot of weight in a short space of time? Is that 
pretty oh, much. Oh, it hasn't been a short space of time. Okay. Um, it's taken me, like I had that bypass in 2017 mm. um, and I had my first skin removal surgery last year. So that's okay. five years. Right. Took me to get okay. to that point. Yep. And I was, you know, for a long time there, I was waiting for that magic goal. Mm-hmm. And I just realized, you know, in the 12 months before that surgery that the magic goal wasn't going to come about. Okay. So what can we do? So I started to investigate if I had options because I'm not, you know, your token 60 kilo chick that's lost 40 kilos and she's going to go and get a tummy tightened. Sure. Um, I've still got excess weight. A lot of it's lipedema though. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that now. Um, I'm not okay with it, but, you know. Yeah. So, you know, there are some plastic surgeons that have a BMI restriction before they'll do any sort of plastic surgery oh, for skin wow. removal. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, so there are there are those surgeons out there. But there are other surgeons, though, that will look at other components like lifestyle, how much weight you've lost, what your lifestyle looks like now, mm-hmm. how much you train, like those sort of things so i found a surgeon in brisbane um who has been my angel he's amazing so i went to that first appointment with him super nervous yeah right. i was going to get rejected oh okay you know i've been on this roller coaster of not getting to where i wanted to be and i was just waiting for another rejection yeah but he i still remember the day that i saw him and he said to me katrina you've worked so hard and look at the comparison there are some things that you can't fix that i can okay So that was that. So, yeah, yeah, so last year I had my first surgery. Um, I had um, a breast lift and breast reduction. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the girls are back where they need to be, which (laughs) I don't think they've ever been there. So we're we're all pretty happy about that. Oh, there you Um, are, yeah, of course. (laughs) um, But the big part of my surgery, that first surgery, is what I had um, called a belt lipectomy, and it was like a 360 tummy tuck. So they literally uh, cut me like a can. Yep. So from right bum cheek to bum cheek, I got cut right around. Yep. Um, and he took about uh, eight kilos of skin off. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then they they, they pull it down. Is that right? Yeah. So Stretch they pull it, it. Yeah. So they take a like a big section. Yep. Um. Yeah. So basically, they cut out a section and then they put it pull so it. So that's down similar to what Kelly up. had on her stomach. Yeah. They they just cut out a section, pull it down. Yeah, yeah, okay. mine just went the whole way around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they did that, and you know, you get a new belly button and all those fun things. Sure. But, um, so that was a big, big surgery. I had um about five weeks off work for that before I went back. Um, but yeah, it's it was quite um no drama, quite drama free. I had a little bit okay. of an infection with the recovery, but not unusual. Sure. Um, you know, they send you home with drains to control fluid and you okay. know things like that. So. Yep. Yeah, so I had that surgery last year and for the first time in my whole life, I've got a flat tummy and I've never had that before. So that's, you know, it's massive. Like it's a big, big change when you've lost that much weight to finally, for me, I could finally have some recognition for my hard work. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, So I did that. And then this year, like only in January, I had my second um, surgery. So I had, um, I had my arms done. So I had like an arm lift where they literally do a bit of lipo and cut the excess skin off your arms. Mm-hmm. And I had what we call a back bra lift. So back fat. Okay. So I've had um I had another I think four kilos taken off in wow. January. Okay. So hmm. twelve kilos of skin, skin. effectively. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. Unbelievable. And is there any more to come or that's it for now until the, uh, the 
Yeah, look, I've probably done what I can do. We might need to do a bit of a revision on my arms. Um, okay. Yeah, we, yeah, it's a wait and see in that space. Okay. But um, so far, there's no more plastics. It'll just be I need to focus on the lipedema stuff. Like I've yep. really, like I've dieted and exercised what I could away. Mm -hmm. Please help me remove what I can. And I mm -hmm. think now that it's just, yeah, I am what I am. I just need to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely you do, 100%. Well, can I ask, based on everything you've just told me and everything you've been through over the last, what's it been, 2000, what's, it, what's that, nearly 20 years, yeah? Close yeah. to, yeah. Do you have any regrets about any of those decisions that you've made, about the original surgery, the second one? Obviously, um, the ones beyond that, probably not, but... You know, probably not because when I did the lap band, the lap band was the lap, that was it at the time. Okay. Um, if anything, I wish maybe I had thought about changing that earlier. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, when I think about it in hindsight, though, at that stage, my headspace was about being a mum and being there for the kids, like of my course. priorities. Yep. Like I tried every now and like a few times to join a gym and, you know, get myself out, but it wasn't the right time. Like I wasn't. It just wasn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, no, I don't, no, I've got no regret. Um, okay. You know, weight loss surgery is absolutely a tool. It's not the magic, it's not the magic outcome. Like, mm -hmm. it's not, it's just not. It's a tool like everything else. I know it's a bit controversial yep. with people talking about weight loss surgery, but, you know, if you have an understanding and you, it's also understanding what people have been through. It's not a split second decision that somebody makes. Yes. To have weight loss surgery. Like normally people that are going down that path have tried everything. Yep. And for whatever reason, for them personally, it hasn't worked. And sometimes you just need something else as a tool mm. to help you get to where you want to be. So, yep. and that was me. So I, I probably didn't talk a lot about it at the time with mm -hmm. people because it was personal and cool. I didn't want judgment. Like, not that you should fucking care what people think. No. Grown, this is the new me, right? I don't care anymore. Good. But at the yeah. time, I did care, so I didn't talk yeah. about it a lot because people are so judgy about it. Yeah, of course. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's just a tool like anything else, and I'll be the first person to shut people down if they talk, start talking smack about, you know, it being the easy way out or it's not yeah. really natural weight loss because it is still natural weight loss. You're still doing the same thing. You've just mm -hmm. got another tool yep. that's helping you get there. Fair enough too. So with that in mind and all the experience you've had, if there's – Another so if there's someone out there now considering doing that surgery, what would your advice be based on everything you've learned? Obviously, from the first surgery till the present day, technology's probably advanced a fair bit too, and and maybe the consultation yeah. process and knowledge and everything like that. But what would be your advice based on the experience you've had? Oh, one hundred percent. If you if somebody feels like they've exhausted all their options mm -hmm. and they've really tried and it's not working for them, go and talk to somebody about it even to get the proper information about it so that you can make an informed decision whether it's for you or not. Yep, absolutely. Because you don't know what you don't know. No, and you know what? That's a very good point. You don't know what you don't know. So, and social so media and Google is not going to give you all the air. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. So would, would it be better to speak to someone who's been through it or just go straight to a surgeon who obviously performs that type of surgery? Um, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, talking to people is always good to get their experiences, but yep. you have to remember that everybody's different. So yes. everybody's experiences will be different. You'll have, you know, Sally Sexy on the left who mm. has had a massive weight loss and she did it in six months and now she doesn't eat anything because it's too hard for her to eat. Right. 
but she got where she wanted to be, right? And, you know, she's stomping around in her bikini. But then you've got people like me who have still had a good experience, but fuck, it's been hard. And yeah. I'm going to be the first person to tell you it's not always the easy way out. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, fair enough too. And you've got, you, you mentioned you're in a Facebook group oh, as I've well. So this... again. What's that? You've, you've no, you're back. You know I'm what? Back. No, it's all right. I think my work phone's cutting in every now and again. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Um, and you mentioned you're in like Facebook groups and stuff. So there's obviously some community support out there as well for, for everyone that, that goes down that path. I'm not in those sort of groups anymore. So okay. I've taken myself out of that. Like I feel like that is old me now. Yep, yep. It's my tool. I, you know, I'm through the surgery. I'm where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for me, that's not part of what I need to be involved in anymore. Yep. Um, probably most recently has been the plastic surgery stuff. Sure. Yep. Yeah. To get an idea of what that's all like. Okay. You mentioned um, just then about exhausting all options. So, in relation to that, obviously, and correct me if I'm wrong, your, your advice would be not just to try every diet, but actually get professional assistance first before you then take that next step to find out about weight loss surgery. Is that a fair yeah. assumption? Well, for me, like I had been to dietitians, I joined okay. gyms, I'd done challenges, I'd done the shakes, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd done all the stuff. Okay. And it just, it was, it's more than just the stuff, right? You've got to have balance. Mm. Absolutely. So it's just understanding what's going to be best for you. What did the, can I just ask, what did the dietitians say in terms of that? Because given that they're obviously clinically qualified, did they have any different takes on anything or was it, it was just, you need to lose weight? It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, no, well, obviously, yes, lose weight. Yeah. But when they were doing meal plans and stuff, like this is, and it all comes back to this lipidema, right? They'd give me these food plans and I wouldn't lose the weight right. like they expected. But that's because they had carbon stuff in it. Yeah. And okay. I think back now, yeah, it's just, it's such a, unknown thing mm. what the impacts of lipedema has on your body it's a crazy isn't it it's just uh, it's yeah it's it's for me it's yeah. fascinating but it, i can understand that the levels of frustration that you must have gone through um, i've cried a lot of tears about it i could imagine <laughs> you would have ask kelly yeah <laughs> but geez, like you said you're a different person now and and also significantly stronger in terms of your mental fortitude yeah because you've you've managed all this stuff you've dealt with it you've had all the blows you've had all knockbacks you've had all the the you know the the lack of results for for lack of a better term but you're still fighting fit i'm fighting fit i do struggle behind the scenes sometimes i'll be the first person to admit it and a lot of times you'll see me you know on social media i might put some comparison photos up yes that's a pretty good indication that i'm having a bit of a struggle day okay and it's me validating to me that hey girlfriend you're doing okay and you just need to remember where you've come from absolutely yeah 100 percent. it's been a long yeah. journey but um but a yeah. damn good one and and i'm hoping that um you know getting you onto this podcast which i do appreciate because i know it's quite a personal journey um you know anyone listening that might have had the surgery or might be considering the surgery or know someone it, it'll just provide a little bit more um in, inspiration and, and a bit more information and education as well yeah um, you know, it's it's you know, having worked in the industry for ten years, I I really didn't know anything about it until we've just had this chat. So it's a bit oh, of an wow. for me too. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so I'll finish up, Katrina, and ask you obviously the same question I ask everyone at the end of the podcast, and that is, who would you invite over to dinner? Who would it be? You know uh, what? You've had to think about this one, haven't you? Because you've listened to a few podcasts. <laughs> I have listened to a few, and you know, I I sat and thought about it this morning. I was like, and I was trying to be really cool. <laughs> and, you know, who's somebody really cool that I could say? But I've just gone back to, you know, I'm a diehard 
chick that grew up in the 90s, mm. <laughs> I would give my right arm to sit down for dinner with John Bon Jovi. No, <laughs> no regrets yes. about saying it. <laughs> I have been, like, I would give anything. Like, he's my free pass. Like, yeah, oh, he's your free pass, is he? Jason knows one, <laughs> 100 He's in the background laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, if I had one person, I was trying to find somebody cool. I was like, hey, Always come done. back to Bon Jovi. There you 100%. Go. Yeah. yeah. Even, even as he stands now or back in the 90s when he was at his at his peak? Either. <laughs> what would you ask or would you just sit there and stare I can't even say that <laughs> oh that's fair that's fair yeah there's another side of me that's not here <laughs> okay <laughs> understood <laughs> oh that's excellent oh well we'll wrap it up Katrina thank you so much okay. I really appreciate the transparency no, the honesty and just the, the truth about the entire journey it's obviously been quite a, a significant one um, but like I said, you know, hopefully it provides a little bit of value and maybe some inspiration to someone who might um, jump on and have a listen. So thank you once again. You're welcome. Watch this space for uh, early next year. Absolutely. Is your um, is your Instagram public or is it private? Yes, I think it is. I don't know. I think oh, it is. If it is, what's give it a shout out because if people want to follow you along and follow your journey and. Hang on, let me find out what it is. <laughs> it's like your phone number. You don't call yourself, do you? Oh no, that's what I have all the time. Hang on, I, it's uh. It is here. Where am I? It is T R W E N M C. Train M C. So train M C. Okay. All yep. right. So if anyone wants to follow Katrina along in her journey, because by far this is not the uh, the end. This is just not even midway. No, watch this space. There are we have plans. I I, I know these plans, but I won't let on. And no. uh, I'm very excited to see how they uh, how they come about. That's for sure. So watch this yeah, space. Thanks, Paul. All right. Thanks, Katrina. Really appreciate it. I have to thank Katrina for her time and uh, and honesty and and just uh, transparency today. Like, she was very honest, very open, told her story. And, um, yeah, it was brilliant. Like, um, many people out there would agree that um, we don't know a lot about weight loss surgery. We don't know a lot of the reasons behind it. We think it's just a quick fix or an easy way out when it's far from it, particularly if you have explored every single avenue. So it's important that um, everyone has full information and full uh, disclosure when it comes to that type of decision. So thank you once again to Katrina. Now, obviously, if you'd like to follow Katrina's uh, journey because it is by far from over, um, obviously, her Instagram um, page was dis- declared or you know, disclosed in the uh, the content of the podcast. But other than that, if you're uh, really uh, enjoying these podcasts, please share them on uh, your stories, um, Instagram, and of course, Facebook. Tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering. Obviously, tag Katrina as well for this particular one. And if you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on paulsbodyengineering.com. I now have a new comprehensive training app available through the website. It will be in all good app stores very very soon which i'm so excited about Uh, for less than two dollars a day you can train um, have recipes track all of your metrics and um, basically have everything at your fingertips to be healthier fitter stronger better Um, and why wouldn't you so with that being said as i say to every client every single day have a great day